Today is July the 3rd. Today, Isaiah finishes his prophecies about Judah's enemies. In reading through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Isaiah chapters 16 to 18. Now, in these chapters, at the end of last week, we saw Isaiah was sweeping around the perimeter of uh, Judah, the nation to the south. And uh, he was mentioning uh, all of the uh, enemies of Israel, all of the neighbors of Israel, giving prophecies about them. Today, he concludes that. Chapter 16 finishes his prophecies concerning Moab. Now, uh, when he begins chapter 17, we need to remember at this particular time in Judah, apparently the king of Aram and the king of Israel had come together and decided to attack Judah and take whatever territory they could. They had some success in the north, taking several cities. Uh, the capitals of those were um, Damascus, is the capital of Aaron, Samaria, the capital of Israel. Well, chapter 17 uh, has Isaiah saying to Judah, Damascus and Israel, uh, Damascus and Samaria, will both fall. You don't need to worry about them. Chapter 18 comes back and talks about uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia was a rising power, and it was a power to whom um, Israel before them and possibly Judah was considering approaching to protect them against their enemies. Today, if you would please, let's read Isaiah 16 to 18. Isaiah 16 through 18, New Living Translation. Isaiah 16. Send lambs from Selah as tribute to the ruler of the land. Send them through the desert to the mountains of beautiful Zion. The women of Moab are left like homeless birds at the shallow crossings of the Aran River. Help us, they cry. Defend us against our enemies. Protect us from their relentless attacks. Do not betray us now that we have escaped. Let our refugees stay among you. Hide them from our enemies until the terror has passed. When oppression and destruction have ended and enemy raiders have disappeared, then God will establish one of David's descendants as king. He will rule with mercy and truth. He will always do what is just and be eager to do what is right. We have heard about proud Moab, about its pride and arrogance and rage, but all that boasting has disappeared. The entire land of Moab weeps. Yes, everyone in Moab mourns for the cakes of raisins from Kir Hareseth. They are all gone now. The farms of Heshbon are abandoned. The vineyards at Sibma are deserted. The rulers of the nations have broken down Moab, that beautiful grapevine. Its tendrils spread north as far as the town of Jazer and trailed eastward into the wilderness. Its shoots reach so far west that they cross over the Dead Sea. So now I weep for Jazer and the vineyards of Sibma, my tears will flow for Heshbon and Elielah, 
There are no more shouts of joy over your summer fruits and harvest. Gone now is the gladness, gone the joy of harvest. There will be no singing in the vineyards, no more happy shouts, no treading of grapes in the winepress. I have ended all their harvest joys. My heart's cry for Moab is like a lament on a harp. I am filled with anguish for Kirith Hereseth. The people of Moab will worship at their pagan shrines, but it will do them no good. They will cry to the gods in their temples, but no one will be able to save them. The Lord has already said these things about Moab in the past, but now the Lord says, Within three years, counting each day, the glory of Moab will be ended. From its great population, only a feeble few will be left alive. Isaiah 17 This message came to me concerning Damascus. Look, the city of Damascus will disappear. It will become a heap of ruins. The town of Aor will be deserted. Flocks will graze in the streets and lie down undisturbed, and no one will chase them away. The fortified towns of Israel will also be destroyed, and the royal power of Damascus will end. All that remains of Syria will share the fate of Israel's departed glory, declares the Lord of heaven's armies. In that day, Israel's glory will grow dim. Its robust body will waste away. The whole land will look like a grain field after the harvest has gathered the grain. It will be desolate like the fields in the valley of Rephelim after the harvest. Only a few of its people will be left, like stray olives left on a tree after harvest. Only two or three remain in the highest branches, four or five scattered here and there on the limbs, declares the Lord, the God of Israel. Then at last the people will look to their Creator and turn their eyes to the Holy One of Israel. They will no longer look to their idols for help or worship what their own hands have made. They will never again bow down to their Asherah poles or worship at the pagan shrines they have built. Their largest cities will be like a deserted forest, like the land that the Hivites and Amorites abandoned when the Israelites came here so long ago. It will be utterly desolate. Why? Because you have turned from the God who can save you. You have forgotten the rock who can hide you. So you may plant the finest grapevines and import the most expensive seedlings. They may sprout on the day that you set them out. Yes, they may even bloom on the very morning that you plant them, but you will never pick any grapes from them. Your only harvest will be a load of grief and unrelieved pain. Listen, the armies of many nations roar like the roaring of the sea. Hear the thunder of the mighty forces as they rush forward like thundering waves. But though they thunder like breakers on a beach, God will silence them and they will run away. They will flee like chaff scattered by the wind, like a tumbleweed whirling before a storm. In the evening, Israel waits in terror, but by dawn its enemies are dead. This is the just reward for those who plunder us, a fitting end for those who destroy us. Isaiah 18 Listen, Ethiopia, land of fluttering sails that lies at the headwaters of the Nile, that sends ambassadors in swift boats down the Nile. Go swift, messengers. Take a message to a tall, smooth-skinned people who are feared far and wide for all their conquest and destruction, and whose land is divided by rivers. All you people of the world, everyone who lives on the earth, when I raise my battle flag on the mountain, look! When I blow the ram's horn, listen, for the Lord has told me this. 
I will watch quietly from my dwelling place, as quietly as the heat rises on a summer day, or as the morning dew forms during the harvest, even before you began your attack. While your plans are ripening like grapes, the Lord will cut off your new growth with pruning shears. He will snip off and discard your spreading branches. Your mighty arm will be left dead on the fields for the mountain vultures and wild animals. The vultures will tear at the corpses all summer. The wild animals will gnaw at the bones all winter. At that time, the Lord of Heaven's armies will receive gifts from the land divided by rivers. From this tall, smooth-skinned people, who are feared far and wide for its conquest and destruction, they will bring gifts to Jerusalem, where the Lord of Heaven's armies dwells. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, Isaiah will tell Israel, don't trust in Egypt.